Hey guys, before we get stuck into today's episode, I want to thank the sponsor of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, and that is Unify Health Supplements. Unify have the most premium, high-quality, science-backed products on the market in Australia today, and you guys can use the code TFLP to save 10% off your next order at unifyactive.com. Unify has a range of products, including whey protein isolate, plant-based protein, a pre-workout, creatine monohydrate, and their best-selling product, the Hydration Formula. So again, use that code TFLP to save 10% at unifyactive.com. G'day guys, I'm Blackwell Thompson, Lifestyle and Mindset Coach. Today, talking with DK on all things ego and shadow work. Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. Blake, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for having me back. It's about time you come on. I know. In this person. Because we, we did the other one online, didn't we? I've done, this is the third. So we did one as momentum with the That's other right. boys. Yeah. But they one. were both online. Yeah. yeah it's on good Zoom. to do it in person. I know. So much better. Yeah. Um, I've actually tried to stop. Not stop, but like when possible. Like I'm like putting off episodes that, that are on Zoom to wait if it's possible to do them in person, just lay down the track because you so just build so much better rapport yeah, and the conversation's a lot better, I feel. Mm. And this setup, it's good, lights, it's, everything. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? It's, it's nice. good. I did about, fuck, what was it? Maybe like 200, no, more. It would have been like over 300 episodes in the most random places you could ever think of, like yeah. just all by myself. And then I was like, I wanted to streamline it a bit, but make the experience better for the conversation and the guests and whatnot as well. Are you so. visual? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So even watching your um, little snippets on social over the last couple of months, whatever, yeah. I'm so much more drawn to. Yeah. Yeah. And even like the Chris Williamsons of the world and seeing the quality that they go to now, I love yeah. it. It's funny because like one of the things that drew me to podcasting initially was the fact that it was very low production mm. in terms of like, and I still think to be fair, like um, audio wise, like you can get as long as it's listenable. If you've got really awesome content, then I think mm. it's worth posting. Like, because I've yeah. had episodes that I've done with guests, literally, like in like fucking lobbies of like conference <laughs> seminars or like in the front seat of my car. Yeah. Um, and and that's what I really liked about it. But yeah, now I think for the guests as well, like it's good, especially if you're trying to get some like growth on the show as well. Like, yeah, being able to provide the guests with high quality assets that they would most likely want to use. Well, I asked, I asked before the episode. I'd love to use heaps of it. Yeah, it's a great. Yeah, no, nah, it's been go. good, um, mate. I'm excited about today because uh, obviously you and I have kind of worked um, closely together. Me, mm. me being part of momentum over the past two years yeah. since 2020. Yeah, um, which has been awesome, and there's been heaps of different pillars that I've been able to add into like my own personal development and mindset mm. stuff, and. Like two of the area or one of the areas, which as you as you'll touch on soon, which kind of ties in really well, is like the shadow work and mm. really working on the ego and dropping the ego. And I think um, like when I initially first heard of all, like particularly shadow, I was like, "What the fuck's this?" <laughs> and then secondly, um, you know, when you, when you bring up ego, I think a lot of the time people almost just think to themselves, "Oh, that's not me. I'm, I yeah. don't have an ego. Like I'm yeah, I'm not someone who's walking around saying I'm the best." But it's like it's not that, um, which is you know one of the big reasons why I wanted to sit down with you today. So mm. are you able to first off kind of dive into, I guess, how you even got into your own personal development journey, mm. 
but then um, kind of lead us into what shadow work is and, and what you mean by kind of letting go of the ego. Yeah. So <clears throat> I've been into it um, pretty much since probably year 10, um, personal development, and up until probably mid-30s, it was very much consuming other people's content, which is obviously an amazing way to grow. Um, but also at the same time, didn't actually know myself that well. So it was almost like, you know, knowledge mastery versus self-mastery and how different they are. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, still would read how many books these days, but it's kind of bounced itself out a little bit with a lot of awareness, reflection, introspection, and starting to understand myself better than just taking the next course, reading the next book. Um, and I think there's a really good place for both of those. Mm-hmm. But up until, yeah, my kind of mid-30s, it was all just like consuming just consumption. without having any understanding of myself. So <clears throat> I, yeah, I mean, I'm like just love personal development, love growing, um, love understanding myself better, which in turn helps me and helps anyone on all angles, whether it's your relationship, whether it's communication, whether it's business, finances, you know, health and fitness obviously as well there's so many areas that benefit from you having a deep understanding of self and then personal development as well so when it comes to personal development and i guess human behavior like it's endless yeah they're, they're, which is so cool and kind of scary at the same time i was gonna is, say that i think um yeah, that's definitely something, uh, a feeling, that, uh, emotion that I had around it as well is that like it's so exciting because you can see mm. gradual improvement and there's always something to work on. But then it's also I found very easy to slip into the almost overwhelm of going like, fuck, I've, I've become aware of like certain areas that I need to work on. But now there's like endless things that I can do to, to work on this or there's endless areas that I'm mm. now, uh, I've now recognised within myself that I need to work on and it can get a bit overwhelming. It's, yeah, 100%. And I, I reckon when I open people up to the world of personal development, it's exactly as you experience. It's exciting initially and then it's like, holy fuck, this is a big mm. like rabbit hole. Um, and I think if you can come to terms with the fact that it never ends, yeah, then you can find peace in that as well. And, and I think if you can come to terms with the fact that your own evolution, like you, you never reach the pot of gold where you've got all your shit sorted. You're never done. You're never yeah. done, ever. Yeah. So if you can come to terms with that, then you can let go of the fact that it, there's a direction, not a destination. So where do people start then? When you say there's a direction, not a destination, I think um, is there is there a recommended place to start? Or because it, the other part of that I've found as well and – um, I'm sure you see it a lot when you're working with with um, people one on one or within groups that like there's certain things even books right that I've read previously that didn't land for me at all. Mm. But then after you know doing work on another aspect or or becoming more aware or identifying certain things that I need to work on or whatever, mm. rereading that book or hearing different pieces of content, even watching mm. like certain fucking movies, they like completely land differently than what they did before. Mm. So is there like a set place that people should start or is it all kind of just what what kind of comes up for you personally? It's it's a really good question because I think if you and I spoke about 
shadow work two years ago, it wouldn't have landed for you. Yeah. No. But when I, you know, when we, we spoke yesterday and, you're like, and I was like, what do you want to talk about? I was like, and you said shadow work. I was like, fuck, he's, he's ready for it, which is yeah. awesome. So it's, I think if there was a general rule of thumb when it comes to personal development, increasing and improving your self-awareness is still the superpower. Yeah. And if you're, if you're trying to understand like, what do I do? How does one improve their self-awareness? Well, the best spot to start is really with thoughts, feelings and behaviours. So what are the thoughts I'm having? Sounds simple, but most people don't think about what they're thinking about. Mm-hmm. It's just like, Autopilot. It's, it's whatever. And you're having 80,000 thoughts a day or something, you're obviously not going to sit and um, unpack each of them. But to start thinking about what you're thinking about, to start noticing what you're feeling and to start noticing what you're doing is a good spot to start. And also, I think the most important thing in, in all of that is looking at it with interest and curiosity, not judgment. Because when you stay curious to like, oh, I notice I'm doing this or I'm not doing that, you open yourself up to um, change a lot easier than shaming yourself. And shame will come in. We'll talk about that today because it plays a big part in shadow work. But just being curious. Like even if you think about your world, you prescribe 10 people a similar workout regime and nutrition. So why does six do really well and four don't? Mm. Like they're all getting the same, you know, obviously it's personalised, but yeah, they're getting a similar prescription. So there has to be issue. part of the unconscious, which is running the show really, that's stopping them from getting the results that you're capable of getting mm-hmm. every single one of your clients' results for. Yeah. So instead of shaming yourself and forcing yourself, and obviously there's a place for grit and resilience, no doubt, and a lot of people probably need more of that, but there's also a place of like if there's a lot of resistance – there's probably something in that unconscious that's making it harder than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. Because most of us know we should probably have a little bit more broccoli and a little bit less ice cream. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And most of us know we should probably throw around some more weight and have less sleep-ins. But, you know, we don't necessarily do it. So starting with like they're becoming a bit more um, aware of what your thoughts are and, and whatnot. Like, so with the shadow work type of stuff, mm. um, and correct me if I'm wrong, is another really good indicator of like certain areas that may be triggers for you or things that need to be unpacked, like your, um, your reactions to certain things, Spot on. Yeah. which is something I've been trying to work on or at least identify a lot yeah. lately is like really trying to acknowledge when I'm reacting to something mm. and when it's a habit or when it's like something that's coming up regularly yeah. and then trying to almost reverse engineer. And, and like, yeah, I'd like love to, for you now to kind of actually talk about what the shadow work mm. is and how people do it. Like, is it reverse engineering, trying to unpack exactly why you're having these reactions or these thoughts and, and how do we then rewire, like rewire that? Yeah, so I'll I'll go from the start and then I'll answer all of that. So when you're born, you're born whole, essentially. And from a very early on um, age or stage, you develop ego and shadow, which essentially go in, in opposite directions. And probably before we get started, it's good to make sense of the ego because for people, their interpretation of ego is like arrogance, or, mm. you know, talking themselves up to yeah. an extended amount, which I actually don't know where that meaning came from because it's n- when you really understand ego, it's actually not related at all. Yeah. I think um, 
yeah, it's society's understanding of ego. So ego is identity, persona, and the I am. Yeah. All right. So your ego would be a health and fitness trainer and someone who looks after his body, like that's your identity. Mm-hmm. Um, my ego obviously previously would be similar to yours. Yeah. That's how I identify it. Yeah. So it has its pros and cons, and I'll talk about the cons in a set, but when you're born whole, at a very early age, you start conditioning. You've got conditioning from your parents, you've got conditioning from society, you've got conditioning from school, you've got conditioning from you know, grandparents, and your whole, so if you're born whole, you start to fragment. And what that means is that you start to develop an identity mm-hmm. and you start to hide shadow. So shadow being the disowned, denied parts of yourself, right? So I'll I'll use you as an example. When you're one and you're having a fucking meltdown in the supermarket and mum and dad are embarrassed and they're like, shh, Danny, shut the fuck up. You're embarrassing us. You at that age work out that part of you isn't acceptable. Okay. So that starts to get pushed into the shadow. Yeah. Right, so obvious parts that are often in our shadow, anger in particular for men mm-hmm. and often sexuality for women. Right. You know, all the slut shaming and stuff that happens mm-hmm. as they're kind of in their teens. So the best way to think of shadow is all the parts of you that you've pushed down so far that you don't want to see or you deny. Mm-hmm. If you look at the way society's set up, there's a overarching theme, consciously or unconsciously, that we should be perfect. And social media is fucking rife for this. Yeah. So all that's actually doing is strengthening the ego, yeah. identity, I am, and deepening shadow. Right. Right? So you've gone from whole and you've essentially split into two parts. This is how I want the world to see me. And I know you talk a lot about yeah. this on social media. You do it really well. And this is the part that I don't want to see or yeah. I don't want people to see. Yeah. So when we talk about shame, which you kind of mentioned earlier, shame, self-acceptance and shadow can kind of tie in together mm-hmm. because it's the shame that we push those parts down and it's the lack of self-acceptance that means we try to hide those parts. Right. So if you are looking to increase and improve your self-awareness, which – the biggest transformations come with really good self-awareness, but you haven't explored your shadow, you haven't done self-awareness work properly. You yeah. can't have. Because yeah. there's probably half of you that's hidden away. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the other end, the attachment to the ego, the identity, the persona. And this is one of the reasons, I know you've got a lot of mates that are in um, sport. This is one of the reasons a lot of them struggle when they leave sport, yeah. because that's been their identity for so long. They don't know who they are without it. Yeah. So that becomes really challenging. And even coming back to your triggers, generally I think triggers are amazing because yeah. they give you massive insight mm. into shadow, ego, wounds, or parts of yourself that you may be denying or not seeing. Yeah. So – while everyone wants to create a filter bubble on social media where they don't want to see anything that like irks them, yeah. I actually encourage people to find other people, other things that create some kind of emotional response in them mm-hmm. because that 
gives insight into a part of themselves that they may need to heal, step into, understand better. Right. Right. So a perfect example might be um, someone with a great rig mm. who posts on social media. It's not about him yeah. or her. It's about what they represent. Yeah. So what does that say for you about your relationship to your body? Maybe you don't have confidence to show it off. Yeah. Maybe you've been battling with this for so long and they make it look easy and that evokes you right. know, a certain feeling in you. Okay. So triggers are like brilliant in terms of identifying and expanding self-awareness but also identifying a wound that might already exist within mm. you. So a perfect example for me, and I'll be interested to hear what – comes up for you is I used to get like pissed at people dancing on social media. It used to just fucking irk me. And then when I think about my own relationship to dancing is I often feel uncomfortable with dancing. That's mm-hmm. a piece for me that, that feels a bit kind of tight and rigid. Yep. So no, of course they're going to highlight something for me yeah. that kind of irritates me. So that starts to bring light to it. And also your judgments and projections are really good insight into shadow as well. So can you think of something that irritates you on social media? Um, Plenty. I think, I think, uh, what's the main one? I think, for whatever reason, I mean, this I'm assuming, like, I don't know if this is shadow or this is just, like, common sense, but I reckon that, like, something that, that irritates me a lot is when you see people who, you know, are either, like, not in a good place mm. or, like like you said before, like, making it look like they're, yeah. everything's much greater than what it is or even worse when you know, like, this is, uh, I don't think it's shadow, this is just fucking annoying. When you know someone has, like, bought followers or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, there's someone who... Is not portraying like mm. what, their, what their true self is, but then actually no, I've got a better one, got a better one, got a better <laughs> one. But you know, I was going with that one. Like, yeah, it's just like fucking gives me shits. Something that that I that irritates me a lot, and I don't know. Again, I don't know whether this is a shadow, but particularly within the health and fitness industry, is when mm. people are putting content out basically just bashing other people's way of doing things. Yeah, or putting content out basically saying how shit X, Y, and I know Z a few is. People like that, yeah, but not. Instead of just putting out content of what they mm. believe is true, and again, I don't know if that is anything to do with shadow or not, but um, I don't know that, that that just grinds my gears, and I don't know whether that triggers anything. You know, like when I was younger, I felt like I was not like to a huge extent, but like bullied a little bit, and like felt very out of place, and like always big people pleaser and whatnot. So I don't know if that's any Perfect. any tie in whatsoever. Yeah, um, but I think that triggers me a lot when like, yeah, I don't know. So. The way that I would look at that and the way that I look at someone like you, having spent a bit of time with you over the last couple of years, but also an observer of you, I could probably identify a few things that will trigger you. Mm. One thing that you um, are very good at is humility. So I'm guessing the opposite of that would potentially trigger you. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And that's where often whatever we identify as or feel strong in the opposite Mm. becomes a shadow. So an example for me is I had my shadow was laziness and I like, I used to rage when I saw laziness, but I'd also shame myself when I was in moments of laziness. So being kind of, you know, similar to you known, if that's a thing, 
for motivation, the shadow to that. So my ego is tied into motivation. He's a motivation guy. That's my ego identity persona. The opposite is laziness. So for me to sit and watch a movie until I um, embodied my shadow, Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd have dialogue going on. So how do you tie that in though? So let's say we use that example like where on the ego side of things is like the inspiring motivation, mm. active fucking taking action and the opposite is the laziness. But then also having the understanding of like there's nothing wrong with sitting down to watch Spot a movie on. and you need to have rest days and you need downtime and whatnot. So then how do you bring that up to level ground? So where, where I try to get to, which is a lifetime process, is making both the ego and the shadow an ally so friends, as opposed to hating, fuck up, you know, you've been lazy, whatever. But also neutralising that. So I'm not attached to either, either of them. Yeah. yeah. So detaching yourself. Detaching. From, yeah. And then also finding ways to integrate. Right. So I think you used the word anger before. I know I did. But if you can find ways to integrate the shadow, that becomes helpful. Because the way to think about the shadow is that's the unconscious part of you. Mm-hmm. Right. If 95% of you is unconscious and also run really running your behaviours, yeah. the unconscious yeah. is, you don't want anything unconscious. You yeah. want to be able to see all of it. So you yeah. want to bring the shadow and the ego almost as allies on each shoulder, yeah. right? So, In a way that's not going to negatively affect totally. your life and the people around you, yeah. Yeah, because what, what will happen – yeah, I'll, I'll explain that in a sec. That's a really good point – is if you don't create a good relationship with your – ego and shadow Mm -hmm. is it'll show up in a disorientated dysfunctional or distorted way all right so let's say for example you've got a female who used to be a cheerleader and she's got kind of a wild streak about her yeah all right but now that she's a mum with a kid and her husband's very um conservative she's pushed that part into the shadow right and she carries shame around it Right, because a mum's got to show up a certain way, yeah, apparently, yeah, yeah. society will tell you. So what happens is she's pushing down, pushing down, pushing down. At some stage, it's going to pop up. Mm-hmm. So she goes on a two-day bender with a couple of bags of Coke and is like bumping and grinding anything that walks. Yeah. That's the dysfunctional part coming out. Right. Whereas if she found a way to integrate that wild part of her – Maybe she goes to pole dancing class. Maybe she goes out on adventures every couple of weekends with her partner. Maybe she like dances around the house and she gets that wild part kind of integrated. It's not going to show up in a dysfunctional way. Mm. So we'll use anger as an example. Society tends to believe that anger is a bad emotion. Somehow we've labelled good and bad emotions, which in itself is a bizarre concept. So – if someone's breaking into your house, you might want to be able to access anger. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If someone's inappropriate to your girlfriend, wife, partner, you might want to access it. Yeah. Even for me, and I don't know the energy that you train with, I find anger a really good energy to train with. Yeah. Like if I'm listening to Jack Johnson banana pancakes when I'm doing weights – it doesn't really work for me. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So for me to access anger in weights is actually a super beneficial energy. Mm. And even for some people, anger is a really positive, assertive energy when they've had enough of their own bullshit. 
yeah. and they're angry at themselves. Like, this yeah. is fucked. I've got to get out. I'm stuck. Yeah. It's an assertive energy yeah. to get them out. So all emotions have a place. But if you push anger down for long enough, mm-hmm. it's the bloke who accidentally bumps you at the pub yeah. and you blow up because you've been suppressing yeah. it for two years, ten yeah. years. Yeah. So on the – so let's say someone's got a shadow around – um, and I think this would be quite common and it would be to different extents, obviously, depending on how you grew up. But let's say um, we talk about money, right? So mm. let's say in your family growing up, parents are um, – this is just a random example, but parents being super conservative or maybe like just getting by or whatever. So this person has always been told, you know, like choose one or the other mm. or, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. Like all, all the type of typical type of shit that you could think of. So then – they get to a point where, you know, they've got capacity to earn more money or whatever or they're, mm. they're living fine, they're comfortable or whatever, but they still have this this disconnect between like what's maybe possible for them or mm. like this this almost like a, a block when it comes to the financial side of things because they've got this deep-rooted shadow, I guess, around yeah. money. Like how, how does that play out? Like we talked about, you know, allowing certain anger out, but if you've got to say something around money, mm. how do you then shift that without... Yeah, I don't know how that, how does that kind of play out. So awareness is the first step, but what essentially will most likely happen, and I'm glad you brought up money because I've done more work on money than any other area of my life, is you'll probably have a glass ceiling. Yeah. So you'll have a glass ceiling in the amount that you can earn. You'll have a glass ceiling in the amount that you can hold, You know, and that's different for different people. Mm. Some people don't earn much, but they can hold really well. Some yeah. people earn a lot, and we know – plenty of these people in our world some people earn a lot but they also it's like fucking quicksand goes through their hands just as quickly so it's really i mean you've got to start by looking at your results and be Mm. like honest yeah if you can't hold money and your bank account's empty or empty-ish yeah whether you like it or not you've got a money issue yeah if you're overweight you've got a health and fitness issue Mm. commitment issue you know could kind of show up a number of different ways but you've got to remember as well that your brain is looking out for the best for you, all right? So similar story to you or the example you gave was for me, money was the root of all evil, people with money are greedy. Yep. So if my brain believes that earning money makes me evil, Mm -hmm. of course I'm going to fuck it up. Yeah. So being able to start to identify your stories, perfect example, and Genoa's all right with me sharing this because he's shared it before. We're crossing the road in Byron at, the, the general store. Have you been there? The general? Yeah. Yeah, sweet. So we're crossing the road then. We fucking could not get across the road. And anyway, a rangey stops and lets us cross over. Yeah. And he's like, fuck, that's interesting for them to stop for us. I was like, dude, did you just hear what you said? Yeah. And his association is the type of person who drives a rangey yeah. wouldn't stop for us to cross yeah. the road. Now, if he's got that belief – that's going to show up in his money blueprint for sure. Because yeah. people with money and this type of car and this type of life equal dot, dot, dot. Yeah, asshole or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. asshole, not considerate, whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah. So, Which is crazy. Yeah. yeah, but also super similar. A, a client of mine who lives in Brighton and a similar money story of like, oh, it's so interesting that that chick's driving a Porsche. I wonder what her husband does. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Who the fuck said anything about her husband? Yeah. So if she believes that a female can't make the money to buy that Porsche yeah. herself. And she never will. She's never she going to make the, it either. Yeah, she won't have the capacity to do it either. Yeah, yeah. she'll have that ceiling on herself. So in terms of starting to identify shadow, now the, the challenging thing with the shadow is 
it's in the shadow, which means you don't see it. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're starting to pay attention to your judgments, your projections, the stories you're telling yourself, and also where you find yourself like heightened. Yeah. So instead of shaming yourself for feeling heightened or finding a way to distract yourself from that feeling, can you work out what that person represents? So on social media, instead of, you know, being pissed off at Cindy, what does Cindy represent to you? Well, she represents someone that's confident. She represents someone that's, you know, A, B and C. So coming back to your example, humility, the opposite of that might be um, arrogance or for some people, and and again, they're very different, arrogance and confidence, but for some people, the opposite of humility or being quiet might be confident. And you look at it and go, well... That person's confident because mm-hmm. there's also a thing called a um, golden shadow, right? So shadow generally are the parts that we don't want to see, yep. but golden shadow is also the good parts that we've pushed okay. down. E.g., yeah. hey Billy, you got to you can't be that confident because yeah. you know your little brother but isn't doing that well. Surely it would be um, for people in like toxic relationships where they're basically hiding a side of themselves that their partner spot on wouldn't want to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or but yeah, so yeah, or playing small. Yeah. Is the, is the golden shadow. So, you know, you imagine that you're really good at sport and your little brother isn't and you've had to, like, play that down. Yeah. And then that shadow to that is the confidence that someone's got in the fuck. Yeah. Like, that irks you. Yeah. So it's a completely different way of looking at the world that most people do mm-hmm. in terms of, like, oh, I'm going to, you know, unfollow that person or whatever because they are A, B, and C. That person's your biggest growth. Yeah. A perfect opportunity for healing, a perfect opportunity for your own self-awareness and expansion. Mm. And my suggestion would be you keep that person there until you've healed that part and then make a decision yeah. from now that you're healed, yeah, yeah. does that person still, still annoy tricky. you? Yeah. Or essentially are they neutral and for that reason you're not actually bothered by what they're posting? Yeah. On So like that's kind of like I guess the shadow aspect. And then mm. for the – Ego, because like as you said, it's the, there's a negative connotation to ego, but mm. it's, that's not actually the case. But in saying that, I feel like a lot of the good work on yourself comes when you're able to let the ego totally or, or put the ego to the side. Yeah. Um. So how does that work? I mean, as we mm. said, like there's not not so much negative connot. There shouldn't be a negative connotation to it, but at the same time, the ego is also what's holding pe- a lot of people totally. back, regardless of the shadow. Totally. So you got to remember that the ego wants the best for us, which is hard to understand at times. So the ego is doing everything it can to defend one's sense of self, right? So you almost think of it as like a guard. That's the right term, yeah. isn't it, basketball? Almost think yeah. of it as a guard to you. Yeah. So the ego is protecting you and your own identity, persona, sense of self. So a perfect example is um, – four years ago probably in yeah my last relationship was I found myself really drawn to trying so hard to be the nice guy like build the build the nice guy persona especially on social media it kind of makes sense a lot of people do it and if someone questioned my niceness like ego defend deflect do whatever I can to like Fix the problem, fix the problem. But the thing about shadow is when you find peace in knowing that you are everything, you're all good. 
Yeah. Yeah, cool. I can be the nice guy, but I can also be a C-U-N-T if you are like rude to my girlfriend, rude to my mates, like that part's possible. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I can be motivated and at times I can be lazy Mm -hmm. and unmotivated. Yeah. So the more attached you are to one end, the more the world's going to really trigger you and you're going to find yourself rattled easily. Yeah. So back then, if someone perceived me, perceived, because we've all got filters that we're perceiving the world with anyway, perceived me as not nice, I would go above and beyond, like to a stupid level, to overcorrect them into thinking that I was a nice guy. Mm. Whereas now, they might get a moment of me where I'm not actually that nice. Do you know what I mean? Or I'm not smiley. And it's- doesn't bother you now. Nah, because I, I am both. Yeah. I am fit and unfit. I am like nice and not nice. When you can get to a neutral place, mm. then you're like, if I, let's say I defaulted 24 times on payment for training with you, mm-hmm. you're probably going to struggle to stay nice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're yeah. going to be... Oh, you, with good reason, yeah, you could yeah, be a little yeah. bit pissed at me. You're going, yeah. dude, this is the 24th time in a row that <laughs> yeah. you default payment. Yeah. So, cool. That's a yeah, part yeah. of you. And, and you need that. Mate, you need it. Like, yeah. if someone is touching your girlfriend, yeah. you'll be angry. Yeah, I'll be yeah. angry for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. got a place. So, to be able to access all energies in a healthy way is important because, again – if you're okay with your shadow and you're okay with your ego, I actually trust you more mm. because it's the nice guy who's pushed down his angry side for 10 years and has had women, men, family walk all over the top of him. Ticking time bomb. He's a ticking time bomb. Yeah. And he's a liability to himself and everyone else. Yeah. Because it's only a matter of time yeah. before he blows. Yeah. And if you look at domestic violence, killing, all of those things – it's generally not a guy who has a healthy relationship with his anger. Mm. It's the one that's suppressed. It's the one that hasn't worked through his stuff. And even, you know, Jordan, Pe- Jordan Peterson has a good quote, like, be a monster who's got it under voluntary con- control. Yeah. Like the Jocko Willinks of the world. Yeah. Mate, he, he's the, he's the, he can be the angriest person on planet Earth. Yeah. But he's got it under control because he's got a healthy relationship with it. Yeah. He'd kill us in point two of a second. Yeah. He's not the one to be worried about. Probably not a great example. He's got fucking beaten by Jake Paul. But someone like Anderson oh, yeah. Silver, you watch him like in yeah. press conferences or in interviews and stuff mm. like that. And he's like, fuck, this is the softest, like nicest, yep. nicest guy. Yeah. And then I remember watching like the a, a media interview he did like within 24 hours of the fight. And you hadn't seen this side of him whatsoever up until mm. this point. And he was, it was the true just like fucking, he was just a killer. Yeah. And it didn't work out for him. But, I mean, like that kind it's of It's good though, isn't it? Two sides, yeah. Like, I know you've got a lot of mates in sport. It's like that white line white fever. White line fever, yeah. You want to be able to access it. Even Joel Selwood was a really good example. Do you watch Grand Final? Yeah. I haven't seen that side of him after. Yeah. But that was like, because I, I rate him as high as anyone. Yeah. He, he's a monster on the yeah. field. And like, he's got that many like head clashes and shit like that. And then on his final game, you just saw this human side that I, I didn't, because I, I don't know much about him, but I, I didn't know he had. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. But like you, he crosses that white line, you know, that, that white yeah. line, bang, he's ready to go. So being able to access it. Yeah. But also like 
turn it off. With it, just just quickly coming back um, to the shadow stuff. So like, is there like let's say someone is just starting this, like is listening to this at the moment, and they're wanting to really dive into it, and they're starting to identify like certain areas that mm. they have picked up on it. They should work on. Is it a process of like focusing on one until you feel like you've got that under control, and then moving on to the next? Because I. I don't know whether it's a case of overwhelm when you identify, you know, five different fucking things that you, mm. you know now are holding you back and then trying to tackle all five at the same time. You, initially, you're probably not going to be comfortable with your shadow. Yeah. It's like it can be scary. Mm. So it, it, come back to kind of anger and blokes. Most blokes are uncomfortable with their anger. Yeah. On some level, whether it's shame, whether it's judgment, whether it's like they don't trust themselves. So, you know, if I if I get blokes to do like pillow punching or whatever it is like to practice releasing anger, because mm. you want to think about it as well as like emotional hygiene. If you don't constantly move through your emotions, you're dirty yeah. and you're a liability. Yeah. So if a bloke goes and pillow punches for a minute and moves through a lot of anger – He's less of a liability and less of a risk to himself and everyone else because mm, he's moved through neutral, it. Yeah, yeah, because that's where you want to get neutral. Yeah, yeah. So for him, when he's absolutely going fucking ham on the pillow, pillow punching for a minute, he might have his own stories come up. Oh, I shouldn't do this. I don't trust this. Mm. And again, if I use my own experience, like I had a very physical upbringing, so my relationship to anger was like I've seen it at its worst. So when I started processing my anger, I was like, fuck, do I trust myself? And a lot of blokes won't. Right. So as you're moving through shadow, don't be surprised if you do have story, if you do have resistance. And the most important thing I think beyond self-awareness is a safe place to move through it and to be okay with it. Yep. So what that looks like is – whether it's a partner, whether it's a friend, whether it's a program, a retreat, an environment mm-hmm. that allows you to process it. Right? So I was at one two weeks ago and we did anger and we had this like fucking wooden stick and we we're like hitting the shit out of this um, like cube yeah, and like hard for a minute and you had to visualise someone <laughs> or something on that and just like empty the yeah, tank. yeah. <laughs> And it was like guys and girls just going wild yeah. on this thing. <laughs> and the cool thing about it is you will only be able to hold someone to the level that you can hold yourself. Yep. Right? So let's say, for example, what's your partner's name again? Danielle. Danielle. Let's say, say that she gets really angry. Your ability, especially as a male, as a masculine, to kind of hold strong and not be rattled mm. and, and be unwavering will somewhat be determined by your own relationship with anger. Right. So if you're holding her in the depths of her emotions, which generally speaking females obviously have a much deeper emotional bandwidth than, than males, you become safe by not getting rattled by her anger. Yeah. Because she's like, well, that's okay. all right. He can hold me. What's that? Say that again. You get she, – She feels safe in expressing yeah. her anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah based on how well oh, you yeah. can hold yeah. her in that. Yeah. So if you're like rattled or you feel in a sense of judgment or you're like, hey, just chill. Like she's like, well, you can't hold me in that and I'm not allowed to express this. Right. I'm not allowed to express this. Bang. I push yeah. it down deeper into okay. the shadow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's, it's also like 
your partner is an amazing mirror for you, mm. both you to her and, and her to you. Like yeah. you get to observe what comes up for yourself when she's going through life and vice versa. Yeah. And again, if she doesn't have a great relationship with anger, she might struggle to hold you in your angle. And when yeah. I mean hold, she's not physically holding you. <laughs> That'd be yeah, yeah, yeah. good on her if she can hold you. But like <laughs> she's just not rattled yeah. by your anger. So your emotional responses, your triggers, your judgments, your projections start to give you really good insight into your own relationship with people, emotions, traits, environments, mm. situations, etc. It's really cool. It's fucking cool, man. We might even um, – I'm sure you would have, like, some, some different bits and pieces around, like, either links or even, like, little yeah. worksheets and stuff we can add in here because I yeah. reckon it would be cool um, for, for everyone that's tuned in to, to have some tangible stuff to kind of start to work through. Because yeah. I think, you know, if, you're, if you've listened to this today, I think you'd be crazy to be sitting there thinking to yourself that, like, I don't need to do at least something along these lines or mm. I'm not going to benefit in some way or another. Um Mate, that's awesome. Mate, look, fucking appreciate you coming on. I reckon we could sit here and <laughs> whip through about fucking 10 different episodes um, on all different topics. But it is super interesting and there's like, as we said at the start, there is so much to dive into. Mm. Um, but I mean, like in your, just to, to wrap up, do you think in terms of the person development, you said like this self-awareness and I feel like this obviously ties right into that. Is I this see. like kind of like the building blocks for the rest of your personal development in other areas, do you feel? I, I personally having... Um, done a lot of personal development as you know i think shadow is one of the most underrated areas of personal development yeah because it's it plays such a big part in the unconscious the part that you can't see and you know i think there's carl jung who's worth checking out if you haven't heard of him until you make the unconscious conscious um you will you'll call it fate or there's a quote like that so okay. essentially people aren't realizing that quote unquote fate is actually the unconscious just driving their outcomes. Their outcome. Yeah. So it's it's massive. Um, and coming back to kind of what I said before, on all of this journey, the most important thing is safety, like whatever it is. Yeah. You know, whether it's plant medicine, which, you know, I'm a big fan of, like you ne even relationship, like for you to express yourself fully, mm -hmm. your partner needs to be able to, to hold you in that. Yeah. And there'd be, mate, there'd be so many ways that you, you're both holding yeah yourselves back yeah consciously or unconsciously mm -hmm. so creating safety in yourself means that you can then create safety in others and that's the environment for people to start exploring these type of things unreal man well um look i appreciate you coming on i always always learn plenty from you and it's definitely something that i'm going to continue to dive into in as much detail as possible because it's um even the stuff I've done it so far has been super powerful. So appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks well, for having um, me. If everyone who's tuned in as well, we will. I'll have uh, links to, to Blake's socials and whatnot in the show notes as well. Um, and yeah, we'll tee up some some links or show notes or something. Uh, sorry, worksheets so we can chuck in in the show notes for you guys to suss out as well. Um, if you've enjoyed this episode, please do take a screenshot of this one. Um, tag myself, tag Blake. We'd love to hear your feedback. Um, or even better, if you decide to have a crack at some of the shadow work and um, you know bring a th bring, bring a few things up that you feel like are progressing you or if have any more questions, feel free to reach out to Blake. I'm sure, sure. he'd be keen to, to um, help you out. Thanks for coming on, man. Awesome. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it.